VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts and eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, three and out podcast. At it again, and we have some breaking news. And it's going to revolve the Texans on multiple fronts. A quarterback who wants out. A coach who came out of nowhere. Uh, So they have a head coach, and we'll see how much longer they have a quarterback. We'll dive into Tom Brady. Someone asked me a pretty simple question. What makes Tom Brady great? I thought we'd dive into it. The Aaron Rodgers saga slash situation. Uh, some thoughts there. Jared Goff and the Rams is now officially a disaster. No way around it. They can't stand the guy. Uh, we'll, we'll discuss that. Middlecoff Mailbag at John Middlecoff is the Instagram handle. You guys know the drill. Slide up in the DMs and uh, we have a little Middlecoff Mailbag at the end of the show. Also, anyone who has uh, left a review... On Apple iTunes, I appreciate you. Tip my hat to you. If you haven't, I would uh, I would appreciate the help. Just leave a review. Helps the show grow and uh, these algorithm things that yeah I'm I'm not even quite sure you know I I can't keep up with with everything that's going on in the technology world but I just know it helps so thank you very much. Let's start with the Houston Texans. And Deshaun Watson, who I guess made it official, even though we've been talking about it for weeks, he wants to go bye-bye. Adios, sayonara, get me the hell out of here. And listen, like we all have our reasons. Fair, not fair, is he doing the right thing? If you do not want to be anywhere and you can't stand the owner, like I I, I mean, I can relate to that. I, we've all probably been places where we did not want to be anymore. And not all of us have the ability sometimes to ask out. 
right? Not not every situation we can just bounce. And we'll see how this plays out. But the Texans, in my opinion, are going to hit the reset button. And we'll dive into the coach here in a second, but to me it makes sense just blow it up. Now, does Deshaun Watson look like a bad guy? You know, historically when guys demanded a trade, you know, it depends on the situation, right? James Harden basically quit on his team, got fat, and then immediately got traded and got skinny again. And we're like, you know, it's a little shady. But if you can't stand the owner and can't stand the coach, you know, I think historically we've always been like, be a pro. Now, with Deshaun Watson, it's not like they're practicing or doing anything. So without, you know, the league going on, it's not like the offseason in the sense of their OTAs going on right now. It's hard to tell how hardcore his stance is. All we are reading and learning about this is online. And from all accounts and all reports, he despises the owner. And then I read he wants to go to the Jets. I'm like, hey, hey, Deshaun, have you seen their ownership? Or he might want to go to the Dolphins. Have you seen Steven Ross's history as an owner? It's not like he's lining up to go to Robert Kraft. So I, I, I think it's easy to be like, I want to go to this guy. Why, what the hell's the difference? You've been doing way more winning in Houston, but we get our minds made up. In his mind, clearly, he does not want to be associated. Could it be with Jack Easterby, this preacher turned power-hungry executive? Could it be that he doesn't want to be associated with a Patriot guy anymore? Sure. Here's where I think it becomes complicated. Are teams going to be interested in Deshaun Watson? Of course they are. You'd be insane to not be interested in a Pro Bowl quarterback in his mid-20s. But if you're the Texans, and you've seen recently Jamal Adams, Jalen Ramsey, Khalil Mack. I guess Khalil Mack, somehow the Raiders uh, did a pick swap for a second and a third, so let's not include them. But guys, going for two ones and a two. It's pretty nuts looking back that Khalil Mack didn't go for two ones and a two, that the Bears got a second rounder out of it. Uh, but like that... That, to me, is what goes for Pro Bowl blue-chip position players. Well, what do we know? It's a quarterback league. A quarterback is infinitely more important than those individuals. Because when those individuals get hurt, Jamal Adams gets hurt, the line in the game doesn't change. Yet when the quarterback does, you know, if a backup quarterback has to come, sometimes that's a seven-point swing. And we didn't need Vegas to tell us, like, how important that position is. It trumps every other position. So this guy, you could argue, if Jamal and those guys are going for two ones and a two, is he worth four ones and maybe a two? Now, you could argue, give me four ones. Like, that'd probably be enough. <laughs> and I think just if you just do it that way, of course you can. But when I put myself in these other teams' shoes, is anyone going to give up four ones for Deshaun Watson? Because part of giving up four ones is... You're not going to get any cost control assets moving forward, you know, in the draft, that first round pick. But you're also not going to have ammo to ever make trades. Like, all of a sudden, you're kind of good and you need a wide receiver. Here's pick 22 for Stephon Diggs. All of a sudden, we want to go trade for a blue chip defensive player. Here's two ones for Jalen Ramsey. You don't have any of that. So it does complicate the situation. He's also already been paid, makes a lot of money which no one has a problem paying a guy $25, $30 million when they're a pro bowler. But with all these teams and cap situations, it makes it a little, you know, complicated. Also, if you're the Texans, you're not just going to give him away. 
Like, it doesn't make that much sense to trade Deshaun Watson to a player. Like, let's say the Colts. We'll give you three ones and two twos. You'd be like, ah, then you're just going to win because your team's already stacked. I don't, I'm not doing that. You could argue the only two options for teams that, let's assume they'd be interested, would be the Dolphins and the Jets. Because then if you trade with the Dolphins, you just recoup your pick back. And you could start over and draft a quarterback. The Jets have the number two overall pick. You could even trade Deshaun Watson for Sam Darnold, get a, you know, and, and three ones or something. To me, those are the most logical destinations. And I, I, I do think Deshaun is in for a little bit of a wake-up call that he, he's leaving his organization for organizations that, let, let's, let's stop acting like these other teams are the Yankees, you know, if, if he goes to the Dolphins or the Jets. I mean, the Jets have been an embarrassment for over a decade. That's not an opinion, that's a fact. I mean, the Dolphins, we, we wanted to throw a parade for them. They missed the playoffs this year. There were seven seats. Right now, you put Sean Watson on them, they'd be good. They'd be better. Clearly, I mean, they won what ten games, but if they trade for Deshaun Watson, how do they get a wide receiver? Because they'd have to surely trade their picks. My gut, though, is Casario, and this leads into David Cully. They're going to blow this mother up, and I think that's the right move. It's an easy one. I would consider it a BP fastball. The guy wants out. These Patriot people are obsessed with culture. They hired David Kelly, who I worked with with the Eagles. Nice guy. Good position coach. Head coach, eh, never in a million years would I have seen that. Honestly, I think that's insane. But here's my theory. I I have two theories. One, they really wanted to hire Josh McCown as their head coach. They realize the blowback, even though I think that's overrated, who gives a shit what the media says? You know, or even the fans. Like, they're going to watch no matter what. You know, you can't... Social media was up in arms over interviewing Josh McCown. My response would be, 80% of adults aren't on Twitter. Who cares? Now, if you talk to him and you realize, like, this is nuts. He can't be a head coach right now. Because it is a massive transition from being a player to just becoming a head coach, right? You've never managed a staff. You've never managed, unless you run a business on the side for the last decade, it's a big transition. But it's a transition that high-level guys could probably seamlessly make. But he might need a year or two, be on the staff, learn from what's going on, and then be groomed to take over. David Kelly, a 65-year-old, never-called-plays, lifetime position coach, is in a position where he never would have been a head coach. So you put him out there when you're basically going to tank and blow it up, and, you you know, he's 67, 68, you remove him and implement Josh McCown when you're ready to kind of make your jump with all these picks. That, to me, is my theory. So what was David Cully going to do? Turn down the opportunity to become a head coach? Of course not. I wouldn't, I don't blame him at all. But let's not act like they're hiring him because they think, quote-unquote, he's the best guy on the market, he's not. I think they want to hire Josh McCown eventually. And the way to get him ready is to basically put Cully in a position, if you trade Watson and trade J.J. Watt, their two best assets, to just absolutely suck. And just almost throwing Cully out to the Wolves. And then when the dust settles in a couple years, you can replace him with Josh McCown. It, it, it wasn't exactly like this. 
But the Cleveland Browns did that with Hugh Jackson. Now, Hugh Jackson was an awful coach. I'd be shocked if David Culley is as bad as Hugh Jackson. But Hugh Jackson called plays at a really high level. David Culley is not. David Culley was the passing game coordinator for the team with the least receptions. The team that can't pass the ball. Now, that might be on the quarterback. That might be on the coordinator. But that was his role. And he's just a lifetime wide receiver coach. So you, you throw David Culley out there. And you just you let him take all the bullets. Right? It, it's, it's a shitty situation. But... As what's-his-name says in Mad Men, that's what the money's for. And he just got a paycheck and a contract that is dramatically more money than he's ever paid in his life. And guys like David Culley, who have been in the league 25 years, I bet he was making a million bucks in Baltimore. The one thing we always talk about, like, oh, Eric Bieniemy's getting screwed. And clearly people don't like Eric Bieniemy for whatever reason. I don't know. I've never met the guy. The league just does not want to hire him, right? Because, I mean, the Texans just hired a black guy, and it, it wasn't Eric Bieniemy. But the, the victim thing with Eric Bieniemy, here's the one thing I will say. He makes a million dollars. Maybe more. Like, it's not like, you know, some when people are getting screwed, it's like, God, this guy's not getting a promotion. You know, that the difference between fifty dollars and $150,000, life-changing. Like, this guy's a millionaire, you know? Like, it's not, his life isn't that bad. He's the right-hand man for the best team in the league. Probably about to win back-to-back championships. And who in their right mind would want the Texans job? So if it came down to, like, you get the Texans job, I would not touch that bad boy. Because they are going to suck. So I, the Eric Bieniemy thing, the, the league has spoken. They don't like the guy. All these new GMs wouldn't touch him. The Texans <laughs> went with David Culley. Because I think, really, they want Josh McCown. And Deshaun Watson... Can't stand Cal McNair. And, uh, yeah, get, get ready for Tankapalooza in Houston. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team. Faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals which make it the best place to hire. I know I'm on it all the time. Looking for people, checking out what everyone's doing. Hiring should be easy. And that is where LinkedIn comes in. So the fact that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! 
and even checkouts not until four so because the american express platinum card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants elevated experiences at live events and 4 p.m late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through amex travel that's the powerful backing of american express see how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with amex terms apply ebay motors is here for the ride well like many kids at 16 i got a uh, a car that uh, came from my grandpa. It wouldn't have been my first choice, but because I was 16, had no money, I didn't have a choice, I took it. And then I personalized it. I tinted those windows. I put in multiple 12-inch subwoofers in the back so my parents and everyone else in the neighborhood could hear me coming from across town. And I turned that thing into something at first that I was like, I want something better to essentially my dream ride at the time because I had a car at 16. Can't hard to complain. One of my favorite parts about car culture is regardless of the car you're given when you're young, you can find a way to make it cool. And that's what any young innovative individual will do. I don't care what you're rolling in. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, Whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time. Every time or your money back. Plus at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Let's dive into something that I I think someone DM'd me this. And it got me thinking because it was such a basic question and we never really talk about it because we're always talking, oh, he wins, MVP, Super Bowls, Tom Brady, the GOAT. That's all, Tom Brady, the GOAT. Someone DM'd me with the basic question, the simple question of what makes Tom Brady so good? Like, actually, what makes him such a great football player? And it got me thinking. If anyone in the book's really famous, she did a TED Talk, Angela Duckworth wrote a book on the trait that all successful people have in common. And most people, I think, would assume it's talent, it's intellectual capacity, and what she came up with, and it's the name of the book, is grit. And I think grit encompasses a relentless nature, a determination, uh, an ability to battle through the shitty times, right? Andy Dufresne crawling through the uh, the sewer, right? And a- anyone that can take, you know, kind of gets, listen, life throws you curveballs. Whether you're a football player, whether you're a businessman, whether you're a family man, whatever you're doing, right? Nothing is easy. And the people that consistently are most, most successful, think about all the people you know in your life that you would qualify as really successful, whether it's a business owner, whether it's, you know, high-level employee somewhere, one of your buddies, whatever. Maybe it's yourself. I think most people, and it's true, have that relentless nature encompassing grit, right? Clearly, he has that. You know, he's known to be one of the late-round picks, becoming one of the great quarterbacks of all time. Arguably the greatest. I think he is the greatest. But I think there are several things that really stand out before we get to him as a player. Now, to play in the NFL at quarterback you're going to need some just basic characteristics, right? Just being able to throw a football. And I think everyone who makes in the NFL has the 
arm ability. Now, there are clearly stronger arms than other, and Brady, we'll get into his arm, it's well above average. I think Brady's discipline with his TB12 diet, with everything that he encompasses, what he eats, is elite. Like, if that if that was on my scattering report, I'd give that like a plus, plus, plus. Discipline, anyone that's read about anyone in the military, right? Navy SEALs, people doing anything under that umbrella. Discipline is like one of the number one things you have to have. The mental discipline that Tom Brady has with his body, which is his moneymaker, is as good as it gets, right? And they always said this about Tiger Woods, right? His ability, his work ethic, his discipline of getting up every day at the same time to work out and then hit balls and then play and then work out again and then hit balls again. It was just like, this guy's a machine. I think at 43 years old, Brady is an absolute machine with the way he takes care of his body. We can say it's a weird way with David Guerrero and the TB12 methods, but it works. It's, it can't even be disputed. And to piggyback off that, I think his work ethic, and I think this speaks to the great quarterbacks of his era. When I think Brady, I think Manning, even though Brady was better, but both those two guys, you hear anyone who worked in a building with them, their work ethic is unparalleled. And I, I would put Drew Brees under this too. I mean, we've all heard the stories. I, I've lived it. The coaching hours, right? Sleeping in the office, seven days a week, long days. Being an NFL quarterback, an elite NFL quarterback, you have to have that same, you're on the same times table. Like you were putting in 80-hour work weeks. I'm not even talking about game day. I'm talking about preparing to play. Your body, the lifting, the practices, the film study, the game plan, you know, uh, implementing the game plan during that week. You're a massive part of that. Another huge check for Brady. Uh, here's what makes Brady special. For being this weirdo, and when I say weirdo, it's it's respectable eating the food, but most people in the NFL ain't eating avocado ice cream. You know what Brady's offensive linemen are eating? Chocolate chip ice cream. You know what Mike Evans is probably eating? A burrito. I, I bet Devin White is just grubbing. <laughs> like when, when you're burning calories and you're in your 20s, you can eat whatever you want. I'll never forget being with the Eagles looking at Deshaun's plate. Lunchtime. She's like burgers and fries. And he was the fastest guy in the league. So it's just, no one's really doing what Brady's doing. The pliability stuff may be Gronk, but most of these players lifting hard. So it's, it's, they're like doing the opposite of what Tom is. Yet Tom, even at 43 years old, even with all these pelts on the wall and all the success and all the fame, still comes across as like this humble, down-to-earth, blue-collar guy. And he's very relatable. I think it's fair to say he's one of the greatest teammates in the history of team sports. And I, for the most part, when guys get really famous, they almost feel out of touch to their teammates. And you, whenever you hear, the, I've never heard one person, one former Patriot, say a terse word bad thing about Tom Brady. Not one. These people with Tampa go above and beyond talking about him. I heard Jason Light on with Peter King saying that, like, God, he just... He's the most humble superstar probably in the history of the sport. You just walk by him down the hallway, you think you're like talking to a practice squatter. Just how nice he is to everybody. That is a special attribute that you almost have to have at quarterback because you are so dependent on others. Tom Brady, this is not basketball. You can't just do it yourself. You can't be Michael Jordan or Kobe or LeBron. It's like carry your team to a championship. 
You need people to block for you. You need running backs to run hard. You need wide receivers to run the right routes. You need the defense to be inspired by you. Like, you have to inspire. Same deal with the coach. It's why being a quarterback is so hard. Remember, Carson Palmer told me when I interviewed him like a year ago that the thing he misses most, every day he walked in the building, the weight of the world was on his shoulders. Let's face it, most of us, when we feel a little pressure or stress, we crack. Quarterbacks, and really coaches, but the, the starting quarterback, once you're of his level, the pressure is immense on a daily basis. I'm not talking Sunday on game day. I'm talking Wednesday at walkthrough. I'm talking Saturday night at the team hotel getting ready for the game. It's just, I can't relate to that. I think most players in the NFL would tell you, yeah, it's just like, I'm fighting for my job every year. It's an intense job. I mean, it's obviously, it encompasses physically, emotionally, everything I have. But, like, I'm not counted on quite like the quarterback in terms of the entire city's looking at this guy. It's, it's hard, you know, and he's great at that. Most underrated part about him that I just, we don't naturally talk about. He wants to be coached. He yearns to be coached. He wants you to hold him to a high standard. He's used to it. Been around Belichick for 20 years. It's always what they said was the best part about Tim Duncan. He was, you could coach him the hardest. And when you can coach your star player, who's the best player ever, the hardest, makes coaching the rest of the team pretty easy. If I can yell at Tom Brady, I sure as hell can yell at Mike Evans or Devin White, right? It just sets the tone for the entire organization. It's not like, oh, they're just giving Tom a pass here. Oh, there's, oh, there's Tom screwing up again. No, it's not. He doesn't want it like that. He's obsessed with football. And I think sometimes, like on social media, people always act like, balance is the key. Balance, balance, balance. Knew a couple really successful people growing up. Friends, parents, and grandparents growing up. Obviously being around professional athletics, you know, being around Coach Reed. Uh, you Becoming friends with just different people in the league that have had success. No one like Howie and Veach and even guys that do different things. And Lewis Riddick now for Monday Night Football. These guys are obsessed with football. Anyone worth their salt, I think, in any big-time industry is obsessed with that business and being the best and striving to. And people are like, well, you got to be a family man. Yeah, you have to. That's part of life. But people that take their job like beyond seriously usually do pretty well. <laughs> Like, that's the price of admission for the big-time industries. And part of playing in the NFL, if you're not obsessed, it'll eventually weed you out. And most players are all in on football. I, at most would be strong. A decent, per, a large percentage. Because you have to be. It's, it's too demanding of a job. I think Tom takes that to, like, the, you know, nth degree. <laughs> like, times 50. It's just, it's crazy how much he's addicted to this sport. Why... Let's roll it back. Why is he so disciplined with his food? Why does he work so hard? Why is he the first guy in the building and the last guy out? Why does he make such a big effort to get along with his teammates? Because he's obsessed with the game and obsessed ultimately with winning. And to win, you have to do all that stuff. And then from a football perspective, listen, I mean, he's 6'5". He's huge. He has a big arm. That I'd say, you know, in his peak, he was probably throwing like 96, 97, if we do the baseball analogy. And now he's throwing 93, 94. But he's still throwing hard. So he can he definitely can play outside. Clearly, he's the greatest cold-weather quarterback of all time. Well, if he can play outside, it's not very hard to play inside, which he can do pretty easily in warm-weather situations. 
His pocket presence and instincts are elite, right? His understanding of pressure, movement in a small radius is just top-notch. And it has to be because he's he can't run away. But he has mastered playing within that little that little area that in football you call the pocket. Like I said, his arm strength is above average. There's not a throw in the NFL he hasn't been able to make for 20-plus years. His poise also, and just moxie playing the position, which is somewhat of an intangible, but I think based on when there's pressure, tight spots, down seven, like it all, he's always completely under control. And for a guy that ha- can have some like mental blow-ups, and when I say mental blow-ups, like dropping some F-bombs, coming off the field, screaming at his coaches, he gets it back to like pretty neutral quick. He is not Mr. Hooten and hollering, and then he's on the field screaming on the next series. He comes back to neutral quick because you have to be. He, he, there's, a amp, there's a baseline level of focus that it takes for every snap as a quarterback. If not, you'll lose. Uh, his his toughness is underrated. Now, is he sitting in there and getting blasted now, maybe like he would have 10 years? Of course not. But his, his toughness, you, you don't dominate at this level, at that position, in 20-plus years in New England, go on the road in New Orleans, in Lambeau. His, his toughness is elite. His football IQ, now part of football IQ, when you've been playing this long, he's added to it over the years. And back to the obsession, when you're just addicted to something, you're going to constantly be learning about it. And he was with arguably the greatest coach of all time, and Josh and Bill O'Brien, like he's been around a lot of good coaches, and everything they do in New England, his football IQ is off the charts. You know, like that's the Tom Brady, the Drew Brees, the, the Peyton Mannings. It's like, God, I mean, they just can't be any smarter at football. Their only limitations are physically. Like that just Drew got to the point where he couldn't stay healthy and he couldn't make the throws. Peyton Manning got to the point where he couldn't make the throws. The difference, Tom Brady and those two guys, now he's better than those two guys, but he can still make all the throws. Whether it's a go route, whether it's a deep out route, whether it's a deep comeback from the opposite hash, like he still has the arm strength. Those guys stopped being able to do that. That's why they both retired. I guess Breeze hasn't officially retired yet. Yeah, I mean, he's just... He's a he's he's the rare he's a machine because remember we used to talk about Tiger Woods like that like he's a machine but no one really like he's like not really human Tom's like this machine but he's also if he invited you over to his house for beers I think you could have a pretty easy conversation with him <laughs> like he just he seems like a pretty down to earth like hey you just want to bring over a twelve pack of Coors Light and just watch uh, whatever's on TV and bullshit like he can do that. And that's, it makes him very unique. Home playoff, home NFC championship game for the first time of this five, and he loses to Tom Brady. So, kicking the dick, right? And we didn't talk really about the game besides the LaFleur fourth down call. We just talked about Rodgers' status in this situation. And I do think he brought in a light because I watched him talk with Pat McAfee. And he claimed that, listen, I'm just talking about what what the reality is with everyone in the NFL, that there is a finite time that's going to come to an end. I don't control my future. And I learned that the moment they drafted Jordan Love. And I think that's a good life lesson for everyone. And Aaron, one of the most talented quarterbacks we've ever seen, the Packers built their organization around him. It would be, he might not be human if he didn't feel somewhat of a, God, I'm untouchable. They basically gave him $100 million you know, guarantee they paid him $100 million within like a two-year span from like 
18 and 19, made a ton of money. It's like, I'm one of the highest paid guys in league history. At the time he signed it, he was, or might have been two behind Russell, can't remember. I'm one of the best players in league history, and this is my franchise. And then the 2021 or 20 draft comes, they take Jordan Love, and he was probably shell-shocked. And we all sometimes need a little, you know, a good shake, a good wake-up call. It happened to me when I was fired in the NFL, and I was like 30 years old. It's like, damn, life come out, came at me fast. I didn't expect to go anywhere. And it, it happens. It happens to us all. Corona this year. How many people do you know that had just businesses that were humming, thought they were untouchable? Hell, some of the biggest businesses in America. Disney, all the casinos. Boom. Vegas. Vegas always makes money. I went to Vegas over Corona. When I was staying at the Bellagio, I went to this pizza joint. I forget its name. It's, name. it's in the Palazzo. And the guy that runs the pizza joint, I just started bullshitting with him. Because I, I hate Corona. And I despise the lockdowns. And I was talking to him about the situation of, you know, how much business he's losing. And he was saying, you know, there are 50 or might have been 50 to 60 restaurants in America of this pizza chain. And he said, of the 50, forever we were the number one. It wasn't even close. And he's like, right now during Corona, we're dead last. It just shows you, in a million years, you would have been like, well, how's this pizza chain ever going to not dominate, right? You'd be like, they're in Vegas. People are always in Vegas. And then, boom, corona. You can't travel. People ain't going to go to Vegas. And it's like, you got to wear a mask at the table to gamble. That's going to cut out, you know, half the inventory right there. And all of a sudden, they're getting their ass kicked. Disney, what are they in? Uh, Theme parks. We can't go to theme parks. Cruise liners. Those are stopped. (laughs) I mean, it's just, you never know. 2020 was a fantastic year from the standpoint of it's a good life lesson to just realize you always got to be on your toes. You can never get fat and happy. Because, you know, a year ago at this time, if you would have said the word corona, I would have said, get me two. <laughs> Lime, too, right? Now you say it, I'd be like, God, the thing that, you know, threw our entire world for a loop. And Rodgers, I mean, the moment they drafted Jordan Love, his jaw had to hit the floor. Like, are, did that really just happen? Even after a quote-unquote, you know, down year for Rodgers. They had just made the NFC Championship game. He was 36 years old. They had just paid him. And it just kind of rattled him. Now, he said on McAfee that, yeah, I don't expect to go anywhere. And I'm not planning on demanding a trade or anything. You only get true leverage in life, in the business world, so many times. And as an athlete, where your career, like, my career in talking could last until I can't talk anymore, right? If, if, if I have a podcast from a broadcaster, my career could be 50 years. Marv Albert, Hubie Brown is 86, and he's calling NBA games. Like, you can just talk forever. Aaron Rodgers' football career will end. It is, even right now, if he's got five, six years left, is on the home stretch, right? He's on the back nine. Well, so right now he has some leverage. He's the best player in the league. He just won the MVP. And I heard today like he's out of guarantees in his contract. So he might as well flex his muscles a little bit. Like, you guys, you want to take care of me a little bit? Or he could make it uncomfortable for them. And I don't blame him for using and using his muscles a little bit. Because they are way more dependent on him than he is on them. Because if you put Aaron Rodgers... On most teams in the league, they're in pretty good shape. 
If I take Aaron Rodgers away from the Packers, they're fucked. And he knows that. Now, he knows, like, they're not going to trade me tomorrow, and they're not going to trade me, but I'm going to rattle some cages. And that's what I said on Monday. And the more I heard him talk, like, I, he knows what he's doing. Wants a little more cash to be guaranteed. He makes a lot of money. But he's already not the highest paid player in the league. And, again, they did this to themselves. They, you know, the, the stock thing that's going on right now, people shorting and GameStop going up. They shorted Aaron Rodgers. And I didn't blame them. I was like, I would have done that too. You know what? The What Aaron Rodgers was the equivalent of the Reddit guys. He's like, oh, you're shorting them? We're going to buy more. And Rodgers came back, 48 touchdowns, MVPs. And made that short position awful. You did not want to be on that short position. And then, you're basically shorting him with Jordan Love, who's not any good. Countless reports this week have come out like, he's not even ready to be the backup. He's a major project. I mean, one thing to be, when we use the word project, like, Patrick Mahomes was a project. He, he was starting by end of year one, week 17. Right? Uh, Carson Wentz was a project. Jared Goff was a project. You know, they, they just you can be a project and still not be not ready to play at all after year one. That's a problem. That's that's bigger to me than a project. You're a reclamation project, maybe. I mean, you're you're just you're a piece of clay, and you know we don't know that we can sculpt you. They don't know how could they right now? He could not beat out the backup quarterback. Well, Aaron Aaron knows that. So I just think that it's just going to get a little weird for them. Are they going to extend him? Because the one thing Aaron, the point in time Aaron Rodgers at in his life, he clearly doesn't give that many you-know-whats. I don't blame him. Now, like, is it ideal to have a guy throwing your coach under the bus and stuff? No, it's not. But he's good enough, too, and there's nothing really they can do it. So back to what I said. You only get true leverage in your life, whether you're Aaron Rodgers or whether you're listening and you're just a sales guy at, at your company. You're only going to get it so many times, right? After you realize, like, God, the number one company that we've been trying to land as a partner wants to talk to me. Well, now I got my bosses by the balls because that guy only wants to deal with me. And Aaron Rodgers knows right now they got no choice but to put all their chips in the middle of the table on Rodgers when they were doing the exact opposite last draft. Things change fast, man. Things change fast. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply eBay Motors is here for the ride. Well, like many kids at 16, I got uh, a car that uh, came from my grandpa. It wouldn't have been my first choice, but because I was 16 and had no money, I didn't have a choice, I took it. 
And then I personalized it. I tinted those windows. I put in multiple 12-inch subwoofers in the back so my parents and everyone else in the neighborhood could hear me coming from across town. And I turned that thing into something at first that I was like, I want something better to essentially my dream ride at the time because I had a car at 16. Can't, hard to complain. One of my favorite parts about car culture is regardless of the car you're given when you're young, you can find a way to make it cool. And that's what any young, innovative individual will do. I don't care what you're rolling in. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time. Every time or your money back. Plus at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team. Faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals which make it the best place to hire. I know I'm on it all the time. Looking for people, checking out what everyone's doing. Hiring should be easy. And that is where LinkedIn comes in. So the fact that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours, LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Let's take a live look to a developing situation that we have going on in Los Angeles. And that would be the LA Rams and their quarterback. And it's officially now a major problem. Coaches typically give us the cliche BS answers when it comes to a player they don't like. They're not going to publicly crush specifically their quarterback who's under contract. I've said it forever. When someone talks, coaches, politicians, most of the time your words, I I, I judge on your actions, not your words. When they're positive and they're slanted. Like, I'll just judge you by what you're doing, not by what you're saying. Right? Like, you know, we're just, we're coming along on defense and your defense is giving up 40 points. Like, yeah, no, you're not coming along on defense. We're watching you. I think the guy's a really good player. And then he gives up three touchdowns at a corner. You're like, no, I don't think the guy's that good of a player. Right? Typically, they just go over the top on saying positive things. It's just the nature of the business in a public business, right? Politicians are king of it. They're just full of, they say nothing, right? They're never going to say what they're really thinking. That's why most of us have become numb to the whole political spectrum, right? It's just like, oh my God. I think football can be a little bit like that. You know, players get very good at it too. The Rams, though, have gone the complete opposite. I would die for, you know, just a normal politician, especially where I live, to have the filter 
or the lack thereof that Les Need and Sean McVay have right now on their quarterback. Because I'll tell you this, they don't give a crap. They don't care at all what he thinks. And the, the coach crushed him. Troy Aikman crushed him, where he was getting his information from the coach. And then Les Snead basically came out and said, the guy that drafted him number one overall and paid him, yeah, we'll see. Is he our starting quarterback? I don't know. Anything's possible in a salary cap league. He's not lying, but you never, ever hear, you know, wording like that from a GM on a quarterback that really isn't tradable. And I said the moment that the story broke that Goff and McVay needed marriage counseling, I I said, well, unlike in a marriage, a divorce is possible. I don't know if a divorce is possible here. He's owed $106 million, basically $26 million for the next four years. But here's the thing. Colin had a theory, and maybe someone in the league told him this. I don't know. I haven't asked him. That he thought that the Rams went to Jared Goff and asked him to take a pay cut. And he said no, and then they're coming out and blasting him. I asked someone in the league if they thought that was possible. And he said, sure, maybe they asked him, but in what world would an agent take guaranteed money off the table? Talk about bad business. If anything, like, no less, we ain't bailing you out. You paid us. That's just not the way it works. No players ever in Jared Goff's situation take less money. Because if it was the opposite, they'd cut his ass, right? I don't blame Jared Goff for not taking less money, and I don't know if that's true or not. They asked him for a pay cut. Because I, maybe Les Snead would. To me, it doesn't make any sense because you already know what the answer is going to be. It's going to be a big, fat N-O. And Sean McVay was crushing Jared Goff before they ever would ask him for a pay cut. He benched him in a playoff game. We saw it. He was the backup. Jared admitted after it was a tough pill to swallow. For the GM to do this, my theory, and this is why I didn't believe in marriage counseling, you can only go to marriage counseling in a coach and quarterback situation if there are improvements that are possibly to be made. Jared Goff's talent, his athletic ability, his arm strength, his movement, right, his just inability to make certain throws are not going to change. They are established. They are concrete. Now, work ethic and showing up early, that stuff is improvable. That stuff you could go to marriage counseling for, right? If you're Sean McVay and there was a a counselor, an arbitrator, whoever trying to help you two out, you'd go, I need Jared to study more film. I need Jared to work harder. Now, I've never heard anything intangibly wrong with Jared that he's not working hard enough, that he's lazy, any of that stuff. But I don't buy that they are just, if they thought he was maximizing his effort, they would be down on him because he's not playing well. That's the nature of football. But I do think they would respect him. Because we've seen Phillip Rivers, uh, Roethlisberger, uh, I guess Breeze never really had a bad season. You know, we, we've seen quarterbacks have bad seasons or bad stretches. The coach and the GM never crush the guy. If anything, they double down and get his back. For them to openly crush him on the record, the only theory that I can come up with, because I don't have any inside information on this one, is it it's intangible stuff. They do not think he's trying hard enough, working hard enough, grinding hard enough, being a good enough teammate, whatever it may be. Because if they did, I think they would understand, like, you know, he's given us everything he has. 
Because that's usually how football coaches operate, right? He's just he's laying it on the line. They don't think this guy's laying it on the line. Putting all of his chips in the middle of the table. Tom Brady, obsessed. Breeze, obsessed. Rivers, obsessed. Is Jared Goff obsessed with playing the position right now? Because he's being paid like he's an all-time great. But I have never, ever in recent memory seen a GM and coach absolutely absolutely eviscerate a quarterback that is 99.9% going to be on their team next year and still respect them. I don't see how they have any respect for him. Now, there's a difference between, you know, being just, God, I wish we had that one back. He's not good enough. And just like, God, I don't like looking at the guy. I don't like the guy around. Because you'd have to have some of those thoughts in this business to publicly crush a guy like they are. You can't convince me otherwise. Because Colin's theory on the asking for the pay cut, in what fucking world is Jared Goff giving money back? Because if the if the roles were reversed, the team wouldn't give any money back. The team would, if his contract was Jimmy Garoppolo's, Jared Goff would be a lock to either get traded or cut. It would be a 100% lock. If they could cut him, they would cut him yesterday. They can't. It makes no sense. We just saw them do that to Todd Gurley. Now, the one thing with Todd, they never publicly crushed him, right? Because they knew the knee. The knee was just an issue. He, like, had an excuse. They saw him when he was great, and then they saw him when his knee was messed up. And it sucked, and they just cut him. The Jared Goff situation feels like there's something a little below the surface. And I'm waiting. I'm keeping my eyes, just my head on a swivel, for a story to come out, for an article to come out. You know, he just wasn't getting there early enough. Or, you know... Some of his teammates just wasn't feeling, you know, his effort. You know, they thought he, you know, he kind of tapped out, you know, week six or something. Other than that, it won't. It doesn't make any sense. This is unheard of. Find me where coach and GM do, do this. I've been forwarding it to so many people. It's like, can you believe Les Snead said this? That, yeah, yeah, we'll see. We don't know. <laughs> Basically, like, yeah, we can't stand this guy. I mean, it's entertaining for me because it gives me something to talk about. But every quote I read from Rams, whether it's Sean McVay or Les Snead, I'm just like, I can't believe he just said that. And if I'm Jared Goff, I mean, I, I don't understand how you come to any other conclusion, but these guys can't stand me. Okay, let's dive into the Middlecoff mailbag. You guys know the drill. I have John Middlecoff. Hey, mate. I wonder if he's from Australia. Question for the pod. Does the NFL have any form of second-tier league like the NBA or Major League Baseball does with the G League or AAA? In most sports like soccer or over here in Australia, I was right, we have secondary leagues where young guys can develop and get more physically mature. For example, if the Packers draft Jordan Love and have him sit, not dress, for a whole season, he would still be playing in the second-tier game. Instead of being worthless to them this season, he would still be getting game development. If the NFL doesn't have anything like this, why wouldn't it work? Would it just be too many people on the roster? Sorry for the long question. Love the pot. Well, they do, and it's called college football. So you are, they develop guys from 18 to 22, and then you pick and choose in the draft, you know, given your options at the time, who you want. The Packers pick Jordan Love, a major, major project. And the way you get him ready is then through practice and preseason games. The problem with, the, so they do not have a secondary league. And these leagues that have existed, the AAF, the XFL, you know, 
the NFL would not give them Jordan Love. Part of the problem in football is I could not take a first-round player who was not playing on my team, using Jordan Love as an example, and put him in some random league, even if there was. What if he broke his leg? I, what scheme are we running? Who's blocking for them? So, you know, it's just the, the, the developmental league is college football. And then practice. <laughs> it's just the way the NFL works. And that will never change. I, I actually think college football is a, you know, a huge help to the sport and popularity of football. Hey, John, love the show. Why did Mike Pettin call cover one man before the half on Scotty Miller's TD catch? The dude runs a 4-3-9. Kevin King didn't have a shot. Why is nobody making a big deal about this play call? Will Redmond playing in the middle of the field had no chance for over-the-top help. Wasn't even on the screen when Scotty Miller caught it. Total New York Jets call in the biggest moment of Mike Pettin's career. Listen, Mike Pettin hasn't been good for a couple years. You know, it, somehow he's still employed there. Uh, if I remember correctly, wasn't Rex Ryan's always playing man coverage, right? That's their deal. Now, it's easy to do when you have Revis, right? They, they had really good corners on some of those great Jets teams that went to the AFC Championship game. Camarardi and Revis. You could just man up. Uh, you can't do that with, uh, with Kevin King, who's just, you know, an average player. So, yeah, I mean, it's just... You can't allow a touchdown there. I don't pretend to be, you know, Dick LeBeau here, but in that situation, with not much time on the clock, you know, prevent defense and just playing a little off wouldn't kill you, right? I I would put everyone back. You cannot allow a touchdown there. And the reason we're not talking about that play is Aaron Rodgers (laughs) said a bunch of shit after the game. That's the reason. That play was killer. They were up. 14-10, and the Packers, if you just go 17-10 and you're getting the ball, okay, they give up a touchdown 21-10, then come out of the half, Aaron Jones fumbles, it's 28-10. They lost 31-26. Touchdown is the difference in the game. Awful, 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 awful. Wanted to get your thoughts on public criticism of Goff by the Rams. Do you think that this might be a tactic to use a trade bait for Watson? Stafford, for one, of the other quarterbacks under contract, but available. $25 million next year is not a lot for a young quarterback, but they may, have, they may not think too much of Goff. No, they probably don't. And might have a chance to be a better talent, to get a better talent in Stafford, or a better playmaker in Watson. Or do you think it's a money ploy? So the question is basically what we talked about earlier with Goff. I, I just don't think they like him. And I think they're stuck. And they have no access to any of these players. Goff doesn't have any trade value. They don't have the ability to... Uh, they don't have picks. I, I don't really know what the Rams are doing. I just know they can't stand Jared Goff. Like, that, that much is clear. They, they openly talk about it. They can't stand him. Question for the pod or just in general? How sick do the Dolphins feel, and how much does it reflect on the decision makers that they pick Tua over Herbert? All this talk of giving up Tua and multiple picks to get Deshaun, if they had just picked Herbert last year, they would be set for 10 plus years. Must keep them awake at night. 
it has to be one of the biggest, I mean, most devastating decisions you'll ever make. Now, they, here's where they are lucky. They have the number three overall pick. Deshaun Watson, you would think, would want to play there. I know it's been reported he has. You have access to get him. You can trade Tua and get another quarterback. But there is no you know, guarantee that that guy is going to sniff being Justin Herbert. right? If they take Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, the chance that that guy's 80% of Justin Herbert seems slim to none. right? I mean, Justin Herbert's already one of the best quarterbacks in the league. We all make decisions, man. And at the time, I don't think anyone in any business makes a decision that they don't feel is the best possible decision at that moment. They believed that Tua was better than Herbert. I was told the Chargers had Tua above Herbert. No one knew Herbert was going to be this good. That can't be argued. But, I mean, I think a lot of us thought he had all this talent, but how good he was as a rookie was mind-blowing. But that's all out the window. We're in 2021. He is this good. Tua really struggled. And there's not a fan, there's not a, you know, uh, a team that would take Tua over Herbert. So it's, it's just devastating. I, I don't know. They're lucky. Their team is good. But the, we just talked about it with Deshaun. The most important player by a mile is the quarterback. So you can have this really talented team, 9, 10, 11 wins. You see with the Colts, they don't have a quarterback. So they're going to have to probably get desperate and make some crazy play for Stafford or Deshaun Watson and give up all their picks. It's just, it sucks. If I was a Dolphins fan, I don't even think I'd blame them. I'd just be like, God, we just, sometimes you need a little luck to fall your way. No one blame them for taking Tua over Herbert. That's where it's hard to totally crush them. You can't crush them because everyone had Tua above Herbert. I guess not everybody, but it was just universally accepted. The job, though, as a GM or the head coach is not to worry about what's universally accepted, to get the right player. And they took the wrong player. There's just... It is what it is at this point. You just have to try to fix the problem. And I don't know if it's necessarily possible. Uh, Appreciate everyone listening. Enjoy the weekend. No football for the first time, you know, in like six months. That sucks. But we'll just have to keep our head up and... uh, Yeah, just have a nice, relaxing weekend, and I'll see everyone next week. Godspeed. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 
www.ebaymotors.com. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.